So I'm Chinese. So that in of itself, I'm told, is freedom is the last word or doesn't exist in my dictionary because Asian parents are pretty strict. They know what's best for you. I'm putting this in air quotes, and they do to some extent. And yeah, like pretty much my life was planned for me. I was supposed to go to college, graduate with a degree in some sort of like engineering, doctor, or lawyer type degree where you have a safe and sustainable and predictable path. And then I'm supposed to get married and have kids, and then take care of my parents because that is the Chinese tradition. If you're the firstborn, you're supposed to take care of your parents as you grow older. Welcome to Define You Radio. Class is in session each week with guests who didn't let their past define them and have found a way to define themselves in life. Pens and papers ready. Class is now in session with your host, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. Hey, kings and queens, and welcome to Define You Radio. I'm your host, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. Class is in session today with Queen Veronica Yawns. Okay, can I add a little something regarding my name? Yes. Okay, so I used to hate my name because I was very much a tomboy, but upon doing some Wikipedia, some late night into procrastinating on my college paper, I discovered that the name Veronica actually stands for she who brings victory. And from that day forward, I was like, okay, I can get behind my name. I love it now. (laughs) Wait a minute. I may have to change my name then. (laughs) I've never, I never knew that. And I think maybe a lot of times people don't look up what their name means. Like I know Valencia means strong, brave, strength, you know, so I'm like, yes, this is me. I'm superwoman in these streets. And then you tell me your name. So maybe I could change my name to Valencia Veronica. Oh, that's wonderful. You know, this is what I do when I procrastinate is I look up things I'm not supposed to or shouldn't. I thought I was the only one with that issue. (laughs) Nope. You're preaching to the choir. So two V's in a pod. (laughs) Yes. Oh, that's a, that's a whole new show. show. Well, Miss Veronica, one of the things that I I love that I read um, is that you unapologetically strip people of expectations. And we have so many expectations as women, um, as people, period put upon us. And I love that you just, you know, you strip them of all of the foolishness of the world. Yeah. Um, Freedom is my number one core value, hands down. And whether or not that is a virtue or a nature versus nurture thing. Yeah. It's just, I'm not going to question it too much, but everything I do in my life is to experience more freedom. And so that's what I help my clients and customers do. And in both of my businesses. So I run two businesses, but the core theme is to, regardless of where I'm helping you in, it's to help you strip away the things that do not serve you, especially like other people's expectations or ugly Christmas sweaters that they've like layered upon you over the years that you're just carrying around that may not serve you. So it's time for you to strip bare, either metaphorically or literally, (laughs) and discover what it's like to thrive as you. I love that. Now with freedom, and I'm just listening to some of the things you said, it was there a point in time in your life where you felt like you weren't free and you were trying to live up to others' expectations? 
Oh, absolutely. Um, so I'm Chinese. So that in of itself, I'm told, is freedom is the last word or doesn't exist in my dictionary because Asian parents are pretty strict. They know what's best for you. I'm putting this in air quotes, and they do to some extent. And yeah, like pretty much my life was planned for me. I was supposed to go to college, graduate with a degree in some sort of like engineering doctor or lawyer type degree where you have a safe and sustainable and predictable path. And then I'm supposed to get married and have kids and then take care of my parents because that is the Chinese tradition. If you're the firstborn, you're supposed to take care of your parents as you grow older. And so, yeah, pretty much my life was planned out for me until I went to college and discovered that I did not want to be a doctor and discovered the world of entrepreneurship and product design. And that pretty much blew my parents' mind because they're like, what is this? This is, this is crazy. This is not predictable. We're right. safe. <laughs> did they come hollering like, blasphemy, you're going to be a doctor. Yeah, or totally. <laughs> because art unless you're very famous, is not something that is considered a predictable or sustainable career. Like, they love their money, but also because they, they're immigrants. I know what it's like to not have money. They were caught in the Vietnam War, so they came to America because they were trying to escape the Pol Pot stuff. And so they have a lot of that immigrant mentality in terms of saving and hoarding money because um, money is money is opportunity, money is resources, money is freedom to them. So they, uh, they instilled that in me in a kind of crazy way sometimes, but like it was to the point where when I first introduced my partner to my mom, she's like, how much money do you make to him? And <laughs> mom, really? It's 2016. <laughs> did he answer her? He did because he had no reason to to hide. <laughs> but honestly, honestly, um, if I was your mom, I would ask the same question, not because of a particular value on money, like now, or even I, let me, I could just rewind through my dating life now I'm married, but <laughs> I would literally ask like, you know, how much money do you make? Because I know that in a certain way, money equals freedom, freedom not to worry if my lights are going to be on freedom, you know, so where money is not the stamp, it, it'll get you the piece of paper to put the stamp on. So I'm with your mom. I'm sorry, Veronica. Okay. No, there, I mean, it was no new, there's no like, you know, positive or negative. It's just, it was funny because then when I introduced him to my grandmother, she pretty much echoed what my mom said. And my dad was like, or my dad was like, did you not expect us to be any different just because it's your grandparents versus your, your you know, your mom? I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so your journey into entrepreneurship. And this is a word I battle with all the time. So I tend to say small business person, small business woman, man, because I can't formulate the words all the time. Entrepreneurial. like it. <laughs> um, so your journey started in college, if, if I heard you correctly. And tell me, how did it develop from there? Yeah. So 
going to college. I was supposed to major in biology or chemistry, something that was going to help me in the medical field. And when I realized that I, while I loved the medical field, I didn't love it enough to want to play the political game that it took to make it to med school. Like there was a lot of cheating and all the other things that you would do to just get ahead because it was so competitive. So I went to Stanford and it, it was so competitive to the point where I'm just like, I'm just memorizing things so I could take a test and do well on a test. I don't even remember what I'm supposed to be memorizing. And this is going to be scary. I'm going to go to med school and just flat up memorize just to get ahead. And so integrity is another one of my core values. And so that red flag was going off like crazy. And I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do until I discovered the world of product design and entrepreneurship because I remembered as a kid, my favorite part of getting mail was seeing when the popular science magazines would come in because at the very back, there was always these like do-it-yourself tutorials that anybody could do with the, the things that they had in their garage. And so product design was something that was part of me. It was just always stuffed away because it was not practical in my parents' eyes. and so. Lo and behold, junior year comes, we have to declare a major because this is what you have to do at Stanford. And I could not pick. I'm like, I'm straddling three majors here because I don't want to choose something and then pigeonhole myself into it. So then I went to the Dean of Engineering and I said, you know what? I'm really struggling here. I want to dabble in environmental engineering because I'm from Portland. So the environment is important to me. I also want to make products, but I also want to monetize those products because why not? And so he gave me the option if the committee said yes, was to create my own major, which meant that I had to get extra letters of support from various professors, come up with my own curriculum, write a 10 page rationale as to why I couldn't pick one major out of the 140 plus majors that Stanford offered. And so they're like, Nine times out of 10, this gets canceled or denied because the Stanford's reputation is important and we don't want you to major in underwater basket weaving, for instance. So (laughs) he literally said that. And I'm like, okay, I see you. But apparently my major was approved in one of the quickest times in Stanford history in 10 days. And so I combined three separate majors into one and called it environmental design engineering so that I could do the things that I wanted to do while paying close attention to the parts that were important to me. Like what happens when a product is disposed of? How does that, you know, how does that affect our environment? Or how do we even create this product without using too many harmful materials? And so it really helped me understand where I stood as an entrepreneur and as a designer. And so I didn't realize until years later that this major of balancing those three separate majors was what a lot of business practices called the triple bottom line, where it's in theory really, really good where you balance people, planet, and profit. But in practice, it's not necessarily possible without you suffering a huge uh, financial dent. So that was pretty much a marker, if you will, as to how my life went afterwards. And so, which is why I'm running two businesses now, because I can't just pigeonhole myself into one business. And so 
I discovered that with those three majors into one, I was able to try different things, consult with different companies like Nike, Apple, and some other places that I'm not allowed to say because I signed to NDAs. But that's how I, I came about my journey in terms of being an entrepreneur. I realized that I was a really good project manager. I was really good at creating organization, systematization, systematizing, can't even English right now, and creating processes because I believe in innovation. But what's better than innovation is innovation that's repeatable. Mm. So this is what I do now for businesses, especially the corporate offices or small businesses who are making six figures and want to scale to seven or scale scale from seven to eight or nine is helping them optimize their operations for efficiency. So they run like a well-oiled machine. So here we are now. <laughs> Yay. So question, have they made, made it an official major now? No, it's still, I'm the only one that has this major. <laughs> but that may be something that they definitely, I mean, I wonder if they make it a major, if you would like get like credit or if they'll have to like cut you a check because literally you did the work for it to be your major. I just didn't feel right. Like a lot of the product design classes never talked about environmental considerations or supply chains or how do you harvest this material without killing too many trees or whatever it is it is. And so like, isn't that a bit irresponsible for you to teach product design, but not think about the ramifications of what happens to creating that product and what happens when that product is disposed of. So this is the one that I wanted to address. And I noticed that a lot of product design people like to design because they want to design, but I'm like, yeah, design is great and all, but wouldn't it be even better if you could monetize it? <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. That's that's very interesting because even as um, <clears throat> consumers and like how quick we go through phones and let's say we don't, you know, some the person that designed the phone, did they think about you know, well, when we upgrade or create a better model in six months after they pay the arm and a leg for this phone, mm -hmm. you know, what are we going to do with that? You know, especially I think if people look more at the environment and the way that that you have, then we probably wouldn't be in such the state that we are as far as with the with the environment. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So. It's, it's been really eye-opening because I think I'm just the type of person that is very much high level. I can see many different things. You could take environmental considerations, design, and entrepreneurship, and I can figure out how to tie them all together, which is probably why I'm really good at what I do. And it's, it's so fulfilling, especially when you get paid to be in your zone of genius. Like, if we're going to talk about me being in my zone of genius, I had a better time planning my wedding than I actually did getting married. Mm. I never had to bridezilla. Everything happened exactly when it was supposed to happen or before. Nothing was last minute. And once I got that planning thing down, like I can't chart my wedding, I almost wanted to call it off because I'm like, okay, I've had my fix. <laughs> <laughs> so this is me through and through somebody who creates systems and processes for everything in my life in and out of business. <laughs> that's, 
that. So are you a little OCD? Well, yes. <laughs> I'm <Not> organized. <laughs> and not saying that that's a, a bad, a bad no, thing. No, it's not. Because you learn, because I tell people all the time, I'm all the letters. OCD, I love it. A, D, D, A through Z. Oh my um, gosh. And I'm really good <laughs> when it comes to, side note, I am still in that I can't English today. I promise, I promise I'm going to use it next time I do a Facebook Live or something. Okay. I can't, I, I can't English today. Um, so my friend is a potter. She runs a pretty successful production pottery business. And she made, she made me a mug on my request. One side says, I can't English. And the other side says, I can't math. So <laughs> um, I'm really good when it comes to organizing um, paper, right? So, and when I say say that, like some people are good with creating systems on the computer, right? Um, and I love my computer. I have a lot of different things there that I've created that works on the organizational side of Valencia. Mm-hmm. But I am a paper person. I, I need to write it versus type you know so like even I have like a chalkboard in my office so I have everything broken down there and it helps me as far as goals but kind of bringing it back to what you were saying a lot of times when you plan it plan it plan it plan it and you get it down like I would say the one system I have like down to the science is a is a process from thought to to bestseller when it comes That's to amazing. book writing That's amazing. But that's what I'm truly passionate about. That's what I've been doing since I was eight. So literally I could take, you know, from thought and to bestseller and I'm going to publish a book every year for the rest of my life. And that's nothing. But me trying to tell somebody that process versus doing it. That's a whole other show. Mm -hmm. So. Just to kind of throw it. See, there goes my letters kicking in again. No, no. From one 26-lettered alphabet person to another, you, it speaks to me. You speak to me. <laughs> Yay. I'm going to have to get, get to where you where you are in the world. But I think y'all get cold weather there. I'm not sure. Yeah, you best come now and during the summertime because you're not going to like it because it rains nine months out of the year. I think the only place that rains more than we do is Seattle. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm gonna stay here in Louisiana. <laughs> I'll come to you. I'm gonna okay. come to you so I can eat and eat yes. and eat and eat. Yes, come come to me, and then you'll never want to leave. I promise. <laughs> so one somewhere, and you know, of course, I kind of did my own Facebook stalking, which may be another career of mine. Um, <laughs> private eye stalking. social media. Stalky, like it's called reconnaissance work. Okay, yeah, that sounds so <laughs> professional. I'm gonna use, I'm gonna use that term. I'm gonna use that term. <laughs> so, what does show up 100% you mean? Because I saw that somewhere. I was like, hmm, interesting. Because showing up means different things to different people, and then you add it to it and put 100% you. So, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I was told myself and my friends that I was a chameleon. So if you put 10 different people in front of me, I could change my manner of speaking, my persona, my personality 10 different times to appease that person. I think this stems from like 
issues as a kid, <laughs> looking for that validation, affirmation. We could get into that laundry list of issues I've had growing up and the baggage I still carry. But so I lost myself. You know, I could become everyone else, but the one person that I needed to become myself was missed. And so that, that does things to you. It really screws with your, your confidence, your, your mind space, your head space, and your self-esteem. And so when I created my two businesses, because I needed to have some sort of control over what it is that I was doing, I really wanted them to be anchored in a mission statement that I wholly, wholly believe in, which is to help people show up unapologetically as 100% them, for lack of better terms. And what that means is it's easy to show up. You can show up right now, but if you're not showing up as you and you're showing up as Veronica who can change and morph herself 10 different times, that's not authentic. That's not being me. Because I was afraid that if I showed up as myself, maybe people wouldn't like me. I was too loud. I was too punny because I love my puns. Um, I do a lot of double entendres and euphemisms or I talk or laugh too loud, whatever it is. It's like, do I dare to show up as me and still be loved for it? And if they don't like me, then we're not meant to be. So that's what we need more in the world. Instead of following some cookie cutter system of what we should be doing, it's like, what, what do we want to do? Who do we want to be that's wholly and authentic to ourselves? So my integrity is speaking again in terms of core values. It's like, what does that look like for you? And when there's more diversity, when there's more perspective, and when there's more differences for you to embrace, I think the world is so much better for it because we, we see so many more perspectives. We hear from different voices that need to be heard. And some people learn or resonate with things that are said differently, even though two people may have essentially said the same thing. So I'm here to help people show up as them and show that they are enough exactly as they are. Mm. And that's it. So what would you tell someone that felt like they weren't operating necessarily in their calling? Well, I would ask them like, why? You know, I'm very much a person and my family hated this when I grew up, was growing up. I asked why so much. It's like, what is causing you to, you know, need to hide the true you? What is it about you that is preventing yourself from being seen for who you are? I mean, it's very, it's scary. Like for me to show up the way that I do as such a sex and kink positive person in both my businesses. It's like there's always a chance that someone could say by being so sex and kink positive, you might lose customers or you might be losing out on so much money because people are offended. And as much as I like think about this and balance the pros and cons, it's like I'm, I'm done hiding. I've hid so much as a kid. I've had to be somebody else all the time. And so it's like it's finally – it's finally my time to show up. And I'm realizing that I not I don't need a gazillion amount of dollars. Sure, seven figures is going to be great. But it's just like, I feel like there's enough people out there who will resonate with me to, to hire me exactly as I am because they see that I am enough and that just by being myself and maybe connect with them on a more authentic level than being something superficial. 
I, I love that no holds barred, take, <laughs> it, take it or leave it. This is who Veronica is. Yes. Um, and I'm glad you kind of touched on a, on a few things, but so what does it mean to be Oh, my Southern senses, y'all, my Southern senses right now. Uh, what does that mean? What does that mean? Tell me. Uh, no, because what I'm about to say, like, you know, think um, Gone with the Wind, Scarlett O'Hara, one of, like the Golden Girls or something of that nature. Uh-huh. Like, you know, you're clutching my pearls. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know how else to, dis- to describe uh, my question. Uh, to ask you exactly what does it mean to be sex and kink positive? Like I feel my grandmother like rolling over literally. (laughs) It's funny. It's funny and serious at the same time. Like I'm over 40. Like what's the problem, Valencia? No, there is no problem. I respect everyone in terms of what they see. You do you, boo. And so I will never yuck your yum. So. Love it. Okay. (laughs) And it's something like, so in my other business, I teach beginners, people who are curious how to explore BDSM and kink. Just so like, for instance, if they've seen the mainstream movie, Fifty Shades of Grey, and it somehow resonated with them and they wanted to incorporate that into their life, they come to me. And so by being sex and kink positive in both businesses is just a nod to who I really am. Like this is the type of person that I've always been growing up. I was fascinated with sex. Not that I wanted to necessarily engage in it, but it was just like that inner, it's just like the alter ego almost. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, there's always been a part of me that was very sexual, sex positive. And the fact that I can actually use puns, like kinky puns in my operations business, like saying, are you being tied down by your business or is your business tying you down? I mean, I can go I can go all day with this, but it's just like to be able to speak freely without worrying that I need to be censored because I don't think that I'm sleazy or I don't think that I'm inappropriate. I would say that my portrayal of kink and BDSM in both my businesses is very tasteful and very cute and lighthearted because that's just who I am. Because a lot of people think that kink and BDSM is very dark and dungeony and scary and black where you can see everything else about me is like laughter and fun and white and bright colors because that's just who I am. So to be kink and sex positive means just to honor who I am and to be able to showcase that in my business, businesses without feeling like I'm doing the wrong thing because I should be doing it in a more sanitized way to get money or to build an audience. And frankly, That's why people come to me because oftentimes they're like, Veronica, I really love you. And I'm always curious. So I ask why. And they're like, because there's no one else like you. I've never met an operations expert who uses kinky puns. I will remember your, your teachings. I will remember your sayings because it's so natural and yet it fits you. So anytime I see somebody who feels like they're being tied down to their business, I refer them to you. And I'm like, okay, this is great. So So it's just being true to who I am. That's what I was going to say. Very free and kind of goes back to my original statement. Like this is me. Yeah. Um, And it's just funny. Just you never, it's it's not something 
that I would have thought about in a way of business. <laughs> that wasn't porn. I'll say it, I'll just say it that way. I'm totally clutching my pearls right now, y'all. But um, but it's very interesting. So what tell me your two businesses. So so business laid bare, again, honoring the laid bare part is about helping businesses run like well-oiled machines. So I know that a lot of business owners are overwhelmed, um, feel like they're wearing all the hats, doing all the things, and not not showing up in the business the way that they envisioned when they first thought about being an entrepreneur or a business owner. And so my expertise is helping people create a back end. So for lack of better terms, I tell people I do whip your business back end into shape, which I really do. I whip your operations into shape. I make them tight, efficient, and productive so that you can be tight, efficient, and productive in what you do because burnout is real. Feeling overwhelmed is very real. Feeling scattered is very real. Or being in the weeds and uh, treating yourself like an employee who works for your business instead of works on your business is also very real. Whether or not you are a seven-figure entrepreneur or you're a new person who started two months ago, the pains are the same, but on different levels. So they come to me. I'm sorry? No, I was saying I know that hit home for a lot of people because a lot a lot of people will say I'm the CEO or I have a business and really you just kind of move from hitting somebody else's clock nine to five to hitting your own you're still an employee mm-hmm. and people yeah I think that's like a mindset thing especially when you don't have someone to show you how to to get from that employee mindset so they can grow their business. And yet you've been able to grow too. Yes. And to me, the three pillars that I've come up with that go into creating a well-oiled business. And when I say something is well-oiled, people automatically know if their business is well-lubricated or not. See the sex positivity come in? (laughs) Like, are you, is there resistance? Like the stress, the overwhelm, you know what it's like when something is not well-lubricated or oiled, right? So, you know, there are some things that can be fixed, but The most important thing for any business is to start with your purpose. You know how that saying goes, uh, energy flows where attention goes? So imagine if you have a business and you're going in 10 different directions at once, whether or not you're a solopreneur or have some like a team underneath you. If everybody's doing something different and not working towards the same goals, you're not having the same arrows point the same way, there's no momentum. It's just chaos. So Purpose is important. And then we have people making sure that everybody's operating from their zone of genius so that they're delivering faster, they're more productive, they're more innovative, and they're just doing what they do best. And then, of course, you always have to have process because innovation that's repeatable or creativity or a sales engine that's repeatable is going to be so much better because it's consistent and predictable and it doesn't put you as the linchpin or the one thing holding your entire business together because you can delegate and outsource. So those are the things that I think are really important that people should think about in terms of how do you create a business that basically aligns with you. So if we're talking about stripping away the crap that doesn't serve you, it's like figure out what your core values are, figure out who you need to hire, figure out what you need to systematize so that you can run your business by your rules 
A lot of people see on the internet, oh, I need to be doing this sales funnel or I need to sign up for this project management tool. It's like, again, you're showing up as not yourself. You're running a business that's based off of somebody else's framework Mm. that was successful for them, but most likely won't be successful for you because you are two unique different people with two unique and different businesses. So there's where the laid bear comes in. You're showing up in your business and running your business exactly as you are meant to be. I need you to just repeat it one more time. <laughs> the people in the back, they're <laughs> always trying to, I need to learn about funnels. Why? You, you know, my first question is always why, or I need to, or I just bought this, or I just bought that. And you just said it so eloquently that I just need you to repeat it again. You can repeat it in a different way if you need to, but I just need you to repeat it again. Okay. Well, there's lots of things that I said, but at the end of the day, show up for yourself, show up for your business in a way that aligns with you. Don't listen to other people's like preaches, even though they, even though they love it and it's worked for them. It's like, they're saying that because they're, they are who they are. Listen to them, take that into consideration, but also know that you are enough and whatever it is that you decide that's best for your business is going to work because you're going to show up authentically for yourself. So then after you figure out how you want to show up in your business and run your business, because you are the center of your business universe, you're going to find the people who will support you. You're going to find the people that will help you. And that requires processes. So don't be afraid to buck the system because a lot of people have told me that building two businesses and growing them simultaneously is going to be the end of me and kill me. Except I know myself better. I know how to systematize. I know how to be diligent. I know how to banish shiny object syndrome and to batch work and to be productive and lump all this like things together. I've been able to do more for both my businesses and bring in more revenue with less work because I know myself. So I took the guru's considerations, you know, under consideration and then I did it my own way. Freedom. Every like everything you said is almost like so contradictory to everything I've heard, especially because most people will say, no, you focus and grow one business first and then the other. And literally you did them at the same time. Was it and you didn't kill yourself. So was it harder than you thought or was it easier than you thought it would be? Oh, so much easier because you're right. I did, I did do what you just said. Uh, one year I focused on one business. The next year I focused on the other. And what was really, really frustrating was that whatever business I was focusing on, I would get so many opportunities for the other business. I was like, but I'm not focusing on it this year. So now I can actually say yes or no to the opportunities that come my way. So one day I'll be doing a masterclass teaching people how to plan their next 90 days worth of projects in a way that eliminates shiny object syndrome. And then the next week I'm going to go into a local, local boutique dungeon run by two women and teach people how to explore submission as feminists and take charge women. So I get to honor both sides of me in a really, really authentic way. And I love batch working. So YouTube is one of my favorite channels for marketing. So 
instead of filming a video every week or two videos every week, I just do it all in two weeks. All 12 weeks worth of videos for both businesses are done in two weeks. Then I don't have to think about it again for the next three months. Efficiency. <laughs> so, so smart. Like literally, I tell people that's one of the reasons why the show is called Classes in Session. Because it truly is almost like you're in the class, you're taking notes, or should be, because y'all know if you listen to the show, pens and papers, always ready. Um, and I've learned so much. Like, you should see the notes. I may have to, well, I'm not going to post them, but just know I've taken a lot of notes. Oh, thank you. you. Everything you said. So how does being multi-passionate, which I, which I hear in your voice and you have the same passion when you speak about like you have that same passion you know how some people say keep that same energy you have that same energy with from when you talked about finding your freedom to teaching this class to systems to processes to i can't english today (laughs) so you're a very passionate person but how does that fulfill you it fulfills me because my because it comes down to my mission in life. It also fulfills me because it comes down to honoring myself, which is my core values. And at the end of the day, I feel free. My integrity is at its all-time high. I'm able to say yes and no in a really good way. And then at the end of the day, I feel joy, fulfillment, satisfaction. And it's and there's ease. Like it's just so much easier to operate from your zone of genius than it is to constantly run uphill. Like that's exhausting. You're going to burn out if you do that. So I, this is what happens when I stripped away all the things that did not serve me and tried to figure out what it is that I was excited about, what I wanted to do in this world, what I wanted my community of men and women to feel when they're around me. And that I think I have the superpower because I just got back from my mastermind get together and I have the superpower that when people are around me, they just feel at ease and they can be exactly who they are without fear of judgment. If you asked me five years ago that this is where I would be today, I'd been like, hell no. (laughs) So magical things happen when you honor who you are. Systems in a box. Will that help people get the processes down? Um, tell me a little bit about systems in the box. Yeah. So since the last time we chatted, I actually am changing it to business in a box because it just sounds better and I, and I can. So it's actually going to be business in a box. And this, the, this is a product that I've created because I've taken my zone of genius in terms of creating organization and systematization for solopreneurs to quickly create the right systems and processes for their business with done-for-you templates so that they can focus more on the activities that lead to more sales, which means that they've stopped wearing all the hats, doing all the things, and can quickly hire and outsource with ease. Like That was the biggest mistake that I made when I was starting my business is that I didn't hire and outsource fast enough because I'm like, I'm not making that much money. How can I spend money on hiring somebody And then when I did the math, I realized that the time I spent doing the things that were costing me money, meaning like tinkering with my website or things that weren't out there selling, it was so much worse than just hiring somebody and having them take this off my plate. So that is what 
business in a box is, is to give you done for you systems templates that I've created with my framework so that it's flexible and customizable to you so that you don't have to wonder if you're doing it right or not. You've kind of like, I've given you like guardrails and boundaries for you to create your systems off of. And if you don't want to customize it, don't customize it. But if you find that it doesn't work well with you, you can figure it out what you need from it so that it's authentic and aligns and honors with who you are. I'm going to have to definitely check it out. And I definitely encourage my listeners that are in a business, starting a business to check it out because you could hear in her voice. (laughs) This queen knows what she's talking about. Thank you. I'm just saying. So one last question, because I thought this was very interesting because the word manifesto gets such a bad rap, right? Because normally you hear it with people going crazy, doing crazy things. They'll say they left a manifesto behind. And yet you have a manifesto. I do. What made you create that? And should we all have a a manifesto? Only if you want to. I created a manifesto because I wanted to showcase who I was in a relatively quick manner. Basically, if you read this manifesto and you are like, oh, this is me, hands up emojis, all the good emojis then you are my people. Like these are the type of people I want to be surrounded with. People like the first line says, the world is my playground where others say, no way. I say, let's play. Play is very important to me, but it's also a nod to, you don't think I can do it? Let me prove you wrong. And I believe in community over competition. Like JFK said, uh, a rising tide lifts all boats. So it's like community is so important, which is why I have my mastermind. So being able to quickly give someone this manifesto because I'm such a, I would say different person. Like I'm kink positive. I'm a woman. I'm all of this stuff. It's like, here, read this. Does this resonate with you? No. Okay. Have a great day. But if yes, let me give you the biggest hug that I can because you are my person and I've been looking for you all my life. I'm going to create one and post it on social media and let, and that way it lets people know whether I'm for them or not, because, um, or rather they're, rather we're for each other because everybody energy is not my energy. Exactly. And, um, I stopped apologizing. That's one of the things like that drew me to you. And I love about you that unapologeticness that you have, like, this is me, this, right. is, this is who I am. And, um, it's always funny when people meet me. And like I said, I'm very Southern. I look very Southern for the most part till they hear my story. And I tell them about me joining a gang when I was in sixth grade. And like, so you talk about clutching your pearls, like, oh my God, <laughs> I thought you were well raised. I was not. <laughs> but right. So I like, I love, I love that how you found yourself in now you're finding your people or your people are finding you. So yeah, people finding your (laughs) fabulous self, how do they connect with you, get in touch with you, find out more about the business in the box and all things Queen Veronica. I would love for them to connect with me on Instagram and YouTube Valencia, because I found that Instagram stories is like one of my favorite things now, like 
my friends just got two Shih Tzu puppies who are less than two and a half pounds heavy. I've been Instagramming stories them like crazy. Yes, it has nothing to do with business, but oh my gosh, my ride or die, they're all dogs. (laughs) (laughs) So please connect with me on Instagram. I would love, I feel just, it's so personal there. Like I can just send you a quick message. We can see each other's lives. I can see what it's like to be you. I just love it. And if you're more inclined into the website side, I can give you veronicayawns.com, which is my website for both my businesses. Like it's kind of like a landing page where you'll see my manifesto and you'll see more about who I am, my dog, (laughs) and both my businesses and my dog. Did I say that already? (laughs) You can figure out where you want to go from there. So, and then business in a box, I'll give you the link for that Valencia separately so that you can just quickly link to it to make it easier. Sounds like a game plan queen. I have three dogs. Let me just throw that out there. Well, two and a half because my sister is supposed to come get the other dog because it's hers. Because I like boy dogs. And then I have my sister's girl dog with, while she's in Colorado. And I'm like, are you coming to get this dog or what? Because girl dogs um, is a whole different world. And then I have an old cat. Um, <laughs> no pun intended. Um <laughs> named Kitty. Oh, you feel me. I love it. <laughs> You're so punny. <laughs> <laughs> Queen Veronica, it has truly been a pleasure. You are just a phenomenal, awesome woman. Queen, as, all, as always. Y'all, make sure you connect with Queen Veronica. Pins and papers down. Class is officially over. Make sure you subscribe to the show and leave your reviews. You know, we're available anywhere you listen to podcasts, including iHeartRadio. So y'all don't have a reason not to subscribe and connect and all that good stuff. So until next time, remember your past doesn't define you. It gives you definition. And what you do with that is up to you.